0: Presents Captain Midnight Captain Midnight Brought to you three times each week By the Skelly Oil Company Skelly Jobbers and Dealer Are you proud of the way your family car starts? Or are you sometimes embarrassed By the way it moans and groans and grinds When you step on the starter? Well, if it's slow and wheezy, maybe all you need to do is change your oil. Maybe a change to clean, fresh Kelly Tagoline winter motor oil will give you starts you can be proud of. Make your car start like an airplane. You see, your old oil, designed for warm weather driving, is probably thick and gummy now. Sticky and heavy like glue. Won't let your motor turn over freely. Well, believe me, new winter Tagoline will fix that. It'll protect your motor, too, because Skelly Tagoline's faster flowing gets up in the motor and lubricates it quicker and stands up under high-speed driving. If you want to get a real kick on a fast start, stop at any Skelly service station and let the boys drain out that old oil and fill your crankcase with fresh winter Skelly Tagoline. Tell dad or mother that, won't you? Ask them to try Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil. You'll be proud of the way your family car starts, and your folks will be glad to know you know how to help them take care of the car. And now to Captain Midnight. The famous pilot, with Patsy and Maud Arnepin and Major Barry Steele, are very happy, although they are still marooned in Major Steele's little camp deep in the Mexican forest where Major Steele and Bud Conley made a forced landing. The little group is happy because the last radio message they received from Chuck indicated he was landing with the desperately sick Bud Conley at Ridgefield Airport. It is now the middle of the following morning. After a good night's sleep, the best in weeks, everyone is chipper as a lark. Listen as Ma Donovan exclaims. You're in a good night's sleep is a wonderful thing, isn't it, Major Seale? There's nothing like it, Mrs. Donovan. I don't think a good meal does a person as much good as a long night's sleep when he needs it. Isn't that right, Captain Midnight? Well, Major, now that you've had both, how do you feel? (laughs) Oh, First time i felt like a human being in a long time.
1: (laughs) Gee, Captain Midnight, how soon do you think Chuck will get here?
0: Well, I don't know, Patsy. Not for another half hour or more, though. He would certainly wait until daybreak before starting back for us. I don't see how he could make it in less than four hours at least. Oh, I don't know now, Captain. He might make it in less than that. He's got a pretty strong tailwind this morning.
1: And that's a lucky thing, too, Major Steel, because now that the wind is from the north, he'll be able to land in this small field and take us all out at one time.
0: Well, Patsy, although we might all get away at the same time, I think it would be better to divide up.
1: Oh gosh, Captain Midnight, how do you mean?
0: Well, now, uh, you remember in Chuck's first radio message, he told us about the large field two miles north. Why, well, of course. That's the thing to do.
1: You mean for Chuck to land at the other field?
0: No, Patsy. I, I mean for Chuck to land on the little field here, take two of us over to the big field, then come back and get the other two. That way, we know we'll be safe. Now, you bet. And since everything is gone so well, we can't afford to let anything happen now.
1: Sure, and I'm glad to hear you talk like that, Major Steele. We want to get back home safe all right. Well, there's one thing I wanted to ask, Captain Midnight. Well, of
0: course, Patsy, what is it?
1: What are you going to do about your Spartan? It is cracked up some. Yes,
0: uh, I'm afraid that we're going to have to leave the Spartan here, Patsy. Oh, we might salvage the engine, propeller, and instruments. But... Well, I'm sure sorry I had to have that forced landing, Captain. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Major. It was that bad gas in the tank. And uh, I was the one who put it in.
1: Well, of course, you only did it in an emergency.
0: Yes, that's true enough. I had no choice in that particular case. Well, the point is, what about a new ship? Well, I, I would like another Spartan if I could get one. Oh, all right. I'll make the arrangements. Okay. All you'll have to do is to go to the factory and pick one up.
1: Oh, gosh, that's well, Captain Midnight. Because you're going to take Pebbles up to the Spartan Flying School and see that he gets started. Uh,
0: that makes it fine, then. We can kill two birds with one stone.
1: Can I go with you when you take Pebbles to the school?
0: <laughs> well, I don't see why not, Betsy. But I know that your mother wants to get to Black Gulch as soon as she can.
1: <laughs> sure, and we can arrange about that, Captain Midnight. And I think it'll be perfectly all right for Patsy to go to the school with you. The only thing is... Now, don't be taking
0: her off to some South Sea island. <laughs> <laughs> well, a South Sea island wouldn't be anything new to Captain Midnight. <laughs> no. Why, I remember once. What great heavens, Patsy, what are you looking at? Listen, I
1: hear a plane.
0: Yes? Huh? Yes. Yes, it must be Chuck. Well, come on. Let's get over to the field, everyone.
1: Now we can see. There he is, coming
0: down to land. Ah, good old Chuck. He'll be on the ground in a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That isn't Chuck. That's not the plane Chuck was flying. It's smaller. See? See, yes. hey, you're right. I'm so short sure of Chuck, I didn't notice. Who
1: in the world can it be? Oh, I don't know.
0: But at the same, time, the pilot knows we're here. Otherwise, he wouldn't be landing in this place. I'll bet it is someone sent by Chuck.
1: Of course, that must be it. Look, he's coming
0: in right over. Yes. Yeah. Well, I saw the pilot's face. for oh, just a second. Well, did you recognize him? Who is it?
1: I know who it is. It's my brother,
0: Steve. What? Steve Donovan. Well, you're right, Patsy. It is Steve. Yes, I remember now. I met Steve in Black Ghost. Yeah. Where in the world can he have come from? He
1: still knows how to fly, too, landing in this small clearing.
0: Well, he stopped way this side of those fallen trees. Never yeah, wait. Wait, see? He's going to turn and come back toward us here.
1: Listen. I hear another plane in the air.
0: You certainly have keen ears, Patsy. She's right. Look up there, to the north. Well, as I live and breathe, another ship. Yeah. Anybody yeah, would think we were about to have an air circuit here.
1: This other
0: pilot came along with Steve. We'll find out in a second. Steve's taxiing over this way. This other plane's getting closer, but we can't hear him on account of Steve's engine. Hi there, Steve. Hello, Steve. Oh, we're sure glad to see you. Hi there, everybody. Hey, I'm sure glad to see you. Where in the world did you come from, Steve? Just a second, I'll tell you. i have turned off the gas and let the engine cool off while it's dying. Uh, Who's this other fellow in the air, Steve? I'll tell you all about it, Captain. He's Bill Reed, a friend of mine who came along with me. I'll have you meet him in a couple of minutes. Oh, well, uh, looks like he's got a large cabin out there. Maybe he better not land here. No, he's not going to. Chuck told us about that field two miles to the north. So Bill stayed behind to look it over good.
1: Oh. Gosh, look at him dive down.
0: Uh-huh. He's going to get the okay signal from me, and then he'll go over and land on the other field. Now he can see me. Here, I'll wave to him. oh look. He understands all right, see? He's waving back. Uh-huh.
1: Gee, Steve, you remember Major Steele,
0: don't you? You bet I do. Glad to see you again, Major. And I'm glad to see you too, Steve. Say, where's mother? Chuck told me she was here.
1: Well, she's over at our camp, Steve. We'll go and see her in a couple of minutes.
0: Oh, your engine just died, Steve. Maybe we'd better turn off the switch, huh?
1: I'll get it for you, Steve.
0: Oh, thanks a lot, Betsy. Say, uh, what's the matter with Chuck, Steve? Why didn't he come back with you? Well, I'll explain the whole thing to you. It isn't Bud Kinley, is it? He isn't worse, is he? No, Captain. Mm-hmm. The doctors think I has a good chance to pull through. Oh, well, well, thank heaven for that. It's something like The best news yet. Well, you see, it this way. I had been working for the Southwest Airlines, you know, and just finished a long charter trip. Mm-hmm. In fact, it took me all over the United States and to Cuba. I was pretty well worn out when I got back, so the boss told me to take a long vacation. Oh, uh, your headquarters are at Ridgeville, aren't they? Uh-huh. I just got in yesterday afternoon and was out in the field last night when Chuck ran with Bud Conley. And after they took Conley to the hospital, Chuck and I had a long talk. By the way, he wrote a note for you. Uh... Here it is. Oh, fine. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll go on with your story. Well, uh, Chuck and I fixed up a little plan. I borrowed this small ship and got this other fellow to fly the big cabin job. Mm-hmm. Now, after I take you people over to the other field one by one, he'll fly this ship back to Ridgeville while I go on with you people to Daniel your parade's the end of it.
1: Loop for loop. Are we going back there right away?
0: Well, yes, that was Chuck's plan, Patsy. He said you had to pick up Pinky Drake and Slim Poole and some Mexican kid who you were going to take to the Spartan Flying School. Yes, that's right. But uh, what's Chuck going to do in the meantime? Well, Captain, the doctors think Bud Conley will pull through all right, but, of course, he's not yet out of danger. Chuck wanted to stay around pretty close. As long as I could come down here for you, he thought that would be the best way. Well, I'm sure I don't see anything wrong with that. However, if you don't mind, Captain Midnight, I believe I would go back with Bill Reed to Ridgeville. Yes, I know. You want to be close to Bud Conley, Mm. and I don't blame you. Oh, sure, Major. There's no reason why you can't go back with him. This is a two-passenger plane. All right, then that's decided. Major Steele goes back to Ridgeville with Reed. While we go down to Senor Paredes Hacienda.
1: Gosh, Captain Midnight, what does Chuck say in his note?
0: Oh, wait, I almost forgot. See about that. Uh, here it is. He says that uh, Steve Donovan will explain everything to you. And as long as he can fly to meet you, I thought I had better remain near Bud Conley at least until he's out of danger. While I am waiting here, don't you think it would be a good plan for you to fly down to Senor Paredes Hacienda and get Pinky, Slim, and Pebbles? Then fly back and meet me here. Love to everyone. And it's fine, Chuck. Well, everything seems to be fixed up in fine style, doesn't it?
1: Just think of it. We'll get to see Senor Parade and Dolores again. Why, if we take off right away, we can be there by the middle of the afternoon.
0: That's right, Patsy. And we'll get started right away, too. Come on, Steve. Maybe you'd better help us break camp. Right. You fly us over to that other field, and then we'll be on our way. Nice work, Steve. I see you haven't lost your touch of the stick. Well... Here we are. <laughs> I'm rather out of practice in a small ship like this, Major. Yes. You know, for a long time, I've been flying nothing but bi-motored airliners. Oh,
1: gee, Steve, nobody would ever know it. You handle this small job just as though you'd had a hundred hours in it the last two weeks.
0: Well, are we all ready to go to Sunday your Steve? Betsy? Oh,
1: I am, Captain Midnight, and Ma's waiting in the large cabin Good. plane.
0: And Bill Reed is waiting for you, Major Steele. Oh, well, I'll be with him in a few seconds. Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye, Betsy. I'll probably see you in a couple of days. Uh, right.
1: Goodbye, Major Steele.
0: See you soon, Major Steele. Before we part, Captain Midnight, I'd like to have a couple of words with you. Certainly, Major. We'll be waiting for you in the plane. Oh, uh, okay, Steve. Be right over. I'd go with you, but I feel my duties with Bud Conley. Yes, certainly, Major. I understand. Uh, Say, what are your plans after you get back from Pareda Hacienda? I'm rather afraid that Ivan Shark has slipped out of our reach again. Yes. Well, Major, naturally, I'll devote all my energy to picking up his trail and closing in on him. What about Chuck Ramsey? And well, I'm afraid Chuck's going to be very unhappy if he can't help us. But, well, for his own good, I really think he should be in a flying school. Oh, uh, you can do more for him than any flying school, Captain. But then I realize there are many other things to be taken into consideration. Yes, there are. Well, I'll talk it over after I get back from the parade out in the end. Of... As soon as I see Chuck, I'll have a long talk with him. Okay, Captain. The best of luck. And we'll keep in touch with each other by radio. Right. I'll see you and Chuck in a couple of days. Will Captain Midnight really see Chuck in a couple of days, as he expects? Little does the famous pilot dream of the fantastic events which are about to transpire, events which will prevent his seeing Chuck Ramsey for a long time in the future. Don't miss the next adventure. Tune in next Monday to Captain Midnight. And now, I'm going to give you a valuable tip. How to Avoid Boiling Away the Antifreeze in Your Car's Radiator. Are you fellas and girls listening, get this. Show Dad you know something about driving and tell him this trick. It may save him several dollars' worth of antifreeze this winter. You see, the trick is this. Most antifreeze doesn't boil away at all. It just runs out through the overflow tube when the heat of the motor expands the water and the antifreeze in your radiator. That's because you filled your radiator too full. So the answer is, keep your radiator about half a gallon short of its regular capacity. Don't ever fill it so the water comes up over the baffle plate. Now, remember that little tip, and just see how much longer your antifreeze will last in your radiator. Now, of course, on all such things as this, you can always get expert advice from your Skelly service station man. He'll tell you lots of other things worth knowing about driving a car in weather. Ask him to tell you about Skelly Tagoline Winter Motor Oil, for instance. How it helps your car start easy on cold mornings, because it doesn't turn thick as glue in the crankcase. How it protects the motor, too, because it's free-flowing and gets up into the motor fast as soon as Dad starts up. Say, uh, why don't you stop at a Skelly service station... And try some of that Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil tonight. And don't forget to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. What is going to happen to Chuck after he says goodbye to Captain Midnight? And where will Ivan Shark turn up again? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then... This is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy